Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Gravy. Kirk, Kirk, I'm a gravy Kirk, guy. I'm a, I'm a Kirk, gravy, Kirk, gravy, Kirk, gravy Kirk, guy. Kirk, Conan, Kirk, I Kirk, am Kirk, a gravy Kirk, guy. Kirk, I love my Kirk, Kirk, Conan gravy Kirk, guy. Kirk, Hello. Kirk, I'm a <laughs> and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. Ideas. Hello. Uh, je suis... Alasdair, Bonjour. Georges William Tremblay-Birchal. And... Et bienvenue mm-hmm. à tous deux dans la, la, la tank à pense. Tank à pense. Tank à pense. Tank à pense. I don't know what <laughs> tank is in French. Uh, I think you nailed it. Tank? Yeah. I yeah, am uh, recording this from my uh, childhood bedroom. And uh, I will be childhood bedroom. I will. Uh, you, you can. I'll be bringing th- much of that energy, steeped in nostalgia and also an awkwardness about this anything is... too weird that we talk about on the show. Also, that will be amplified by the fact that my very small children are trying to go to sleep in the next room. So it is, and- as we Andrew. call it, the the golden scenario. The golden scenario for podcasting. Andrew has has gone. Did you mention that you've that you've gone to an even further away home <laughs> to the Tasman to the Isle of Tasmania? I've found the one place in the world that has worse mobile phone reception uh, than my mm-hmm. my previous house. It was my previous previous house here in Tasmania, the Emerald Andy's Isle. Dr- true dream. Andy's true dream and fantasy of trying to sustain a career in the arts whilst actually living even further away where it's completely unmanageable. Um, Well, it's true fantasy. Maybe having another three children. um, um, Maybe even burying himself up to his neck. Ah, and just that's head first by that, by by the way. That's uh, what's called the, the Dutch neck bury. Which is where you and then and then somehow with his mouth just doing woodwork, hmm. while the phone, which is a phone that doesn't work, <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, My phone does left... work, but it only makes outbound calls and only when I've got Bluetooth headphones attached, and then only sometimes for some reason. But as yeah. you can tell right now, we're talking, we're communicating, Alistair. You're doing your that's traditional. True, I mean, if the phone was really not working, how would you be able to be doing this traditional ribbing of all of my life choices? <laughs> Rib, <laughs> well, ribs for your in... pleasure, Alastair. That's how I like to be. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I have also left the city, the big city, to go to the country for Christmas. Are you, are you so also in your childhood my house bedroom? house is unattended if you need to rob it. Um, yes. And all of my valuable <laughs> notebooks are in there with all the ideas that you've already got but Alistair, on the podcast. I'm asking you, are you also yeah. in your childhood bedroom? Uh, no, but I'm in Indiana's parents' music room. Ah, your childhood parents' music but, room. 
but I did discover myself sexually in this room. And so I think it's the same as it being my childhood bedroom. Yeah, you got uh, you got some you got some old diaries in this there. Is, some of your old. No, this is the place where I first touched myself. Ah, uh, <laughs> in the music room. Yeah. Well, as in you know, in a jazz. Yeah, way. sure. The old you played the old uh, black oboe, if you know what I'm saying. That's a regular oboe. That's the one. <laughs> that's the that's one normal. string banjo. <laughs> It's a banjo with one string. We could only afford one string. That's how poor we were. Uh, how about this? A, a penis with five banjo <laughs> strings. There you go. It's the old tenor penis with the five uh, a traditional banjo strings. A traditional. Obviously, this is a more uh, traditional Appalachian penis. <laughs> Um, it's one of the so many of our sketches of the, have been one of, the, one of the fretless ones. Um, oh yeah, mm, Alistair, my goodness! It, uh, I uh, I uh, twenty four hours ago was experiencing the most intense food poisoning episode of my life, of my short life. <laughs> uh, was it a bottle? It was one of those bottle episodes where you just stayed in one room. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, it, and it was a very small room. It was like the movie Phone Booth, but the terrorist threatening me was inside my own gastrointestinal tract, and it wasn't a phone mm, booth. But it was a toilet. And there should be maybe maybe there is a a, a film like this, a bottle film like this, but it's about being sick and then. Your kids also being sick, so you can't even lay there and feel sorry for yourself. Well, I'll tell you, because that was the case. So uh, two of my three children also were vomiting heavily that night. Um, and so let me just guess, was this a sort of steak that you found on the side of the road <laughs> that you ate? And... This is per- somebody's thrown away this perfectly no. good chewed steak. <laughs> we, think, we, think, we think it might have been a a sandwich that was made for us by some very good friends of ours so that we will never be bringing up, apart from the sense in which we have already brought it up uh, several times over about uh, eight hours. We all brought it up again and again and again, but we won't be bringing it up with them, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, yes. uh, <laughs> but um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Well, this was the thing about having everybody else in the family be sick. It made the times when I was vomiting and, like, reaching and feeling awful in the bathroom, it made them actually almost pleasurable because I didn't have to deal with everybody else. I was like, oh, a little bit of time to myself. <laughs> you see, no matter what situation you're in, there's there's always a holiday. That's right. You know, and your your version of a holiday was, was having a good old spew. <laughs> and you're like, gosh, it's great not to have to worry about anybody else for just a moment. Yeah, it's nice to just have a bit of daddy spew time, you know. <laughs> can, can I not just get a couple of moments to myself <laughs> to just spew? <laughs> you know. Gosh, you know, when I'm spewing, that's me time, kids. <laughs> I don't need you asking me how you plug in the thing. Um, That's daddy's time. I'm in there. I'm spewing. I get to do a little bit of scrolling on the phone. A little bit of spewing. Did you? That's great. 
Now, is this a sketch? I mean, that, I hope that that gets back to the people at Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, that how effective their, their, their addiction algorithm is. Um, I want... Yeah, I couldn't stop looking even <laughs> while I was vomiting. Well, I actually enjoyed a couple of people's jokes. Yeah, uh, actually, while I was... Sometimes, you know, you stick your fingers down your throat to try and get things moving. I found that I just went through a few of my blocked tweets, blocked people on Twitter, and it really got, really got, uh, yep, really opened the uh, the floodgates. Um, What's the sketch here? Well, What's the, the sketch, sketch here, Alastair, is it's a product, and we come up with a lot of these, product for parents, right? But it is, basically, it's... It's a product that guarantees eight hours of diarrhea, right? And that's Wait, that's you, Tom. It's a, it's a what that guarantees that? What's that? What What did you say? It's a something. What is it that guarantees eight hours of diarrhea? It's a product, right? It's a drug. It's a little okay. tablet. It's something. It's a pill you can pop. Yep. It's a thing you put under your tongue, right? And it guarantees okay, eight hours of uninterrupted diarrhea <laughs> that you can. And you know it's very it's very well designed because it doesn't waste all the di- diarrhea early on. It paces itself, right? And it will be yeah. a block of eight hours, and that can just be you time on the phone, on the toilet, right? And nobody can yeah. ask anything of you because you've got diarrhea. And if anybody asks I'm... you to prove it, because you know sometimes <laughs> things get difficult in the parenting spectrum, and someone will say. Are you sure you've been in there a while? Do you really have diarrhea? You'll be able to, you'll be able to prove the existence of the diarrhea. Oh yeah, you can go stand outside the door and just listen. It's called it's called Daddy Rhea. No, that's terrible. It's, Daddy Rhea. It's called it's clear it's called clear my diarrhea. Clear my diarrhea. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah, that's a really good product because. That was the best. The best three days of the pandemic so far was really early on when I had to get tested, and I had three three days of just isolating in the bedroom from your family. Like food. I'm sorry. Food I'm sorry. I want to help, but the government says I can't. I can't lift well, my no, weight. I know, but it was also it was also Indiana sort of makes she's like, No, no, you gotta isolate from us to make sure that you know mm. and then at the end of it I'm pretty sure those rules were slackened for any <laughs> doubtful moments. Yeah. Um but three days where meals were just left outside <laughs> the, the, the door. It's like and I just sat there, I, I wrote a kid's book, you know. <laughs> it's like being in a hotel. You know? It really is. Um you know, this whole family thing would be way easier if one of us didn't have to do anything. <laughs> it should. Well, we should. Like, I mean, the real gift in in a a marriage partnership is we should just take turns waiting hand on foot yeah. to the with, to the other person. So that well, the days that you're on, it's real bad. It's tough. <laughs> you are not equipped it's, to take care it's of a, three kids a, and their partner. It's a lot worse than it feet. was before. But on the days off where you... You guilt-free, <laughs> completely off. The, as, soon, as soon as you sigh and like try to make the other person feel bad while they're you know reading their paper or whatever, <laughs> while you're struggling with the kids, as soon as you... 
you get punished with like another half day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, th- There's a governing body. I mean, if you want to set this up, you know, a lot of people are are uh, experimenting with different, you know, relationship types. Sort of, you know, yeah. Relationship types and things like that. This but they're is a not, normal relationship. Not but one day a week, the, the, the it mon- turns into a hotel yeah. arrangement. I become not one day a week. Half of the half of the week, it's you alternate days. Half of the week, so there's no time at which you're both, <laughs> which you're both parenting. It's no. Well, it's you know, in a way, it sounds like you know, half of the week you get to be one of the kids, right? Well, I know, but the kids aren't allowed to bother you either. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, because if you really were one of the kids, then you'd have to go along to all their things, and you'd have to play with them yeah, and stuff, do all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, just something to think about. It's a, it's, well, you know, why not? Why not a parent? It's a, it's a, it's a, we, we provide a, we provide structures to make your day, to make your marriage better. A lot of people, did they just try to improve their marriages mm. by trying to get the people to talk? Communication, sure. Communication, all that kind of stuff. But, there must be another way, <laughs> <laughs> and we're willing. You know, we don't. We're going to find to, it, and we don't make, care how many relationships we ruin in our attempt well, to make to somehow to make hack the, the relationship system. more enjoyable for these people. Now, you know, there's there's got to be some diversity in there. Would it make it more enjoyable, or would it just make people not want to leave? Right, because. I don't think that the relation. I don't think the relationship is going to get any stronger, but I think people are going to want to stick around for their three and a half days, right? Well, you think that they're just going to stick around for three and a half days? Well, no, and then they're, they're going to leave. Well, they get, but then they're going to want their next three and a half days. You know, I think they're going to want. I think they're always going to. You're going to get addicted to that bit of the relationship. I don't think you're going to the. I don't think the relationship itself is going to be strong, but you're going to have people sort of staying in them. Sure. But it's also no longer needs to be a partnership. Yeah, right? that's true. It just becomes a <laughs> sort know? of a, a parasitic uh, concept that consumes two yeah. people's lives. But, but you know that just, you know, depending on how well, how well you pamper mm. your partner on your day on, that you know that that could be coming back at you, you know, but if you try to take it out on him, you know, try to like, you know, you drop the dish a little bit too heavy and things like that. Well, that's what's coming to you. Yeah. So it brings very much a, a Jesus-y kind of do on to others. Sure, sure. This is probably, you know, since Jesus couldn't have sex because I guess he was a priest. He was the first <laughs> priest, right? Um, He probably would have had a relationship like this where... Mm. You know, you're turning the other cheek, but you're you're turning your cheek away so that you don't see the kids and all the stuff that needs to be done to help them. Um, all right, so th- I think this is a sketch and idea, then, Alistair. And you're moving it towards like a mouthful of pasta. Mm. Is that why, you, the is that why you're turning the cheek to move it yeah, towards a mouthful of pasta? I, I know, but also away from the what kind from of the responsibility. What kind of pasta do you think you're getting? Because pasta can be a pretty oh, I, standard dish, dish, 
Right. Yeah. I, for some reason, I, I imagine Jesus eating a creamy kind of carbonara. Oh, okay. Type thing with a real pork-heavy kind of pancetta. Wow. I don't know if Jesus was fine with pork, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that was his defi- one of his defining features, clearly, because he was born Jewish, right? But then he was a Christian. He was the first Christian, I assume. Therefore, he must have been yeah. the, the pivot point on a pro-pork trajectory. Um, he pivoted to pork. He he dig he dug he dug on that exclusively swine. Exclusively pork. Eat this pork for it is my flesh. Mm. That would have made more sense though. Yeah, you know, instead of bread. That makes sense because it's a white meat. Because it would have been it's meat. It's, it's it's apparently tastes like man. Is that right? No. Oh no. We taste yeah. like chicken. Do we taste like chicken? Is that what people say? Or we say we taste like pork? No, I think they say long long pig. Long pig. Right. Of course. Well, there you go. Um, uh, I think that is a sketch um, but, idea. But I was there. It's the uh, it's the <laughs> you go along to a relationship counselor and you expect them to be telling you uh, to communicate, and you're like, "We've tried that; it's not working." They say, "Well, we've got something a little stronger. This is experimental." Okay. This is day on, day off. Yeah. They. Uh, you know what. They don't, anybody can be. They don't prescribe this unless anybody. it's a real desperate situation. Yeah, but also it's like you're like a it's like you're a billionaire the second day. That that day off. Day on, day off. Oh man, what a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn this baby into a transaction, honey. <laughs> like that. It's like you know, it's like it's like being, you know, an employee on the on the day on. Mm. But then, like, being the boss on the day off. Well, I mean, you know what? You and know, and being an employee, people stick in jobs for years, you know, and you can sort of just switch off, right, and get through it. As long as you can really enjoy your day off, that's fine. That's what parenting's all about, just switching oh off. Oh, my God, it's so much switching off. <laughs> like, so much switching was, off to the joking. point where if you've had a couple of big days in a row, you're like, I don't know how to switch back on. Oh, no. Oh, man. oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's all. I got to try and boot this system back up, and I think I think all the I think all the pipes have seized. I think the. Uh, oh no! I think the there is no controls have. There's fused. nothing to switch back on. <laughs> it's like trying to restart one of those coal-fired power stations. Like it's, you can't just switch this thing on and off. It's going to take months. To get it back really? up, I, that's crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't know why it is, but switching back on a coal-fired power station is a big operation. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they don't? They haven't tried those, like you know, those little like white fire little fire lighters. <laughs> yeah, that you must know, be. It's it. probably just that. <laughs> it's pretty pretty hard to get the. I think to it's because they're in there with fire. the little scraps of paper and the scr- bits of egg carton and stuff, and they're trying to make a little teepee out of twigs. The twigs yeah. are all wet. Oh, you're, you're crushing, you're crushing the coal. You're trying to make it smaller, so it's like kindling. Yeah. How the fuck do we start this? Coal kindling? <laughs> is it coal kindling? Is that what you reckon? Coal, coal kindling. Yeah, it's mm. just dust. Coal dust. Coal dust. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I imagine at some point there are fire lighters involved. Little, little samba chips, or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, yeah, fire lighters. Um. 
So maybe some of those, some of those, remember some of those logs that Doctor Brown invented for the for the uh, steam engine that were like kind of colorful. What is this, Doctor Brown invented? Remember, like in in Back to in Back to the Future. Oh, that Doctor Brown. <laughs> I was thinking Doctor Brown. I was thinking Not everybody knows of him the clouding uh, the clouding performer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I meant. <laughs> Like uh, Doctor Brown from Doctor Brown from the future, the absurdest clouding mime invented a type of colourful fire log, and then it, you know what? I was prepared to believe it. Oh. Yeah, well, doc, that, that the Californian Doctor Brown, the one that you're dis- discussing, he did spend a lot of time. He was a big camping guy, I think. Right, ride bikes and things like that. You know, you you'd, you could imagine someone like that yeah. developing a new type of log. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, you're right. Doctor Brown did invent some sort of colourful, colourful burning log. I don't know which episode that was in, but that rings that really rings a bell. Oh, it was in the cowboy. It one. was number three, and it was what he puts in the what you put in the engine of the of the locomotive. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So the the smoke changes colour. God, they're good films. And that first Indiana Jones film also very good. Are they all written by yeah, Robert Zemeckis? I don't know. I don't know. I have to go back and... Uh, I want to know more about see, him, I and I want to know more about his writing method. His and what's writing going. process? And I also want... One of the things I want to know about him is whether or not it actually was him that wrote those films that I'm talking about. And then after I know that, I might or might not want to know anything more about him. So Yeah. But then I guess you have to also find out if he was like, oh, you know, he's he's been accused of anything or whatever, and then you go, oh, I'm not sure if I should follow in this guy's footsteps <laughs> all right so this is this this would be a, a this would be this is a thing that you can put on your wikipedia this is a sketch idea alistair write, write this down get ready to write this yeah. down it's a sort of a plug-in or something that you can have in your google chrome that automatically when you're when you go to anybody's wikipedia page it puts the controversy s- segment right at the top so then you know whether you should keep reading the controversy mm. goes right at the top before, even before the name of the person, because you already know the name if you've you've typed it in or whatever. You just click yeah. through and up the top. That's the controversy, or it's a totally new type of Wikipedia, right? Where uh, you go, and if the person's problematic, it just says problematic. You don't, and you don't, and that's all it says, right? Uh, yeah. But if they're not problematic, then it has all the information that Wikipedia would otherwise have, and you can go ahead and read about them. That being said, very often, if somebody is problematic, the very reason that I'm going to their Wikipedia page is to read about the problems. So I think I'll go back to the first one, the yeah. uh, the one about <laughs> where just the controversy section is at the top. Sketch idea. I think maybe Don't you think, the, Alistair? If there was just a... I think if there was just like a, um, you know, if people clicked yes or no, whether or not they thought that this person was problematic every day, mm. and then you could get a judge on what the public opinion is, yeah, and then you could be like, oh, yeah, we've we've forgiven them for that now. They've, they've done their time. Yeah, okay. Oh, that would be good. And maybe there could be a graph you could you could track it, sort of like with those worm things that they have for elections. And you can also see whether or not you know people who aren't problematic. Or is this for everybody or just people who've been cancelled? 
you know, because if it's for everybody, well, you can also any, check out other people and see what their trajectory is like. And if, it, if, it's, if it's a bad-looking trajectory, canceled, you know? if it's a bad-looking trajectory, you can jump off the ship a little bit early, right? And then you can be one of those people who says, you know what, I never trusted that guy. You know? Yeah. So am I writing this down? Is yeah, this I think so. What is so? What what, what is it? Summarize it for me. Uh, it's the universal problem eater, and uh, you know universal problem eater. I guess it doesn't even have to be everyone. It doesn't have to be universal. But what it'll be is that in the morning you'll get five people's names, five celebrities or public figures' names appear on your phone, right? And and that's it. They do it, they, yeah. but they send it to everyone in the world, right? So by that in in that way, everybody gets it. Gets you know it's a it's a decent sample size right everybody gets a different you know randomized yeah. selection of people everybody quick it's so quick you can do it before you get out of bed first thing you look at the time on your watch on your phone uh, and you yeah. click your five people and that's what you got to do actually to unlock your phone now that's you, can, you can, they don't even let you in your phone unless you've selected your they don't even let you see the time they don't even let you see the time if you want to see the time you got to tell us <laughs> what do you think you tell us of these... Bob Mortimer right you're like oh yeah love yeah. Bob. Great. What do you think of, um, and this is even historical figures, you know, what do you think of Ray Charles? Okay. Like, mm. Yeah. What do you think of um, sort of a, what's that lady there? Um, Eleanor, Eleanor of Equitaine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, you were thinking um, Eva Peron? <laughs> yeah, Evita. <laughs> Evita, so, yep. Yeah. And so, you know. <laughs> What do you think about her? And you go, oh, all right. <laughs> but the problem is that if it's like those Google, you know those ads that you get on YouTube that are like a questionnaire? Yeah. Do you ever get those? Yeah, yeah. I click and away says, from them so fast. Which, you know, well, that's the thing is that I don't answer them accurately. I just click whatever I can as quick as I can. Oh, sure. And move. So then, because I'm like, I'm not giving you accurate information. You're getting in the way of things. Well, I just, we have a way of, of of finding out if you're doing that, and then we'll shut your phone down. We'll brick your phone if you give, because we also have the public, the broader public spread of these things. And if you give answers five days in a row, if you give answers yeah. that are contain too many outliers, yeah. then we brick your phone. And it might just be that you have a different view about what's considered problematic. Well, I'm sorry. The price for for that um, independent thought is having a a non functional smartphone. It's amazing. All, we got all yeah. the world governments to sign up to this, but we did. <laughs> we got them all on board. Oh, Andy, this was. Oh, Andy, if <laughs> if these walls could yawn. <laughs> did you just hear a yawn coming in? No, oh, no, right. I was just, I was just. Picturing us trying to pitch this at a writers' meeting, um, so <laughs> so it's this universal problem meter <laughs> where we where we test the daily temp of celebs. I think I know, Alistair. I'm them. I'm not going to let you talk this idea down. I think we can put it together a very snappy package. Yeah, and you know, yeah, we you. If we're pitching this to SNL, this is probably the best idea they've had in six years. So you've got to realise how excited they're going to be, right? And you know they can sure. they can put together a snappy package. It'll be cool, you know, and especially I guess 
if if every time you go into problematic and then you come out of it, every time you go into pl- the you know like if you're a celebrity, you go into the problematic. Mm, everyone gets rating. an alert on their phone. It pigs up. Everybody gets an alert. All your people and and then you know like your your management leave you and things like that. And then, but then, as soon as you go back in, they go. Well, we've we've decided to join back up with um, after a you know after a thoughtful period of uh, yeah yeah apart. We think they've done the work and um, yeah, their sincerity, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. What about a new type of eating where you can, where you can? <laughs> it's a new type of eating, but where you can splice when you eat it. Whatever it is you eat, you start to splice that thing's DNA with your DNA. Ah, it's a you are what you eat. Is that is that where you started with this idea, or Andy? Andy, I am flying by the seat of my pants. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I'm not having other thoughts. You've heard the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. So there's no hidden agenda. Ah, yes. What is the origin of this thought, Andy? <laughs> I didn't know what the end of the sentence was when I started the sentence. Um. Yeah. Okay. Splice dining, you reckon? Uh, like it, it's, the think, DNA you know, my, goes straight into your DNA, right? Like it yeah, would well, normally, like, yeah, like yes. it would normally, like the like the the amino acids and the ATP. Once upon a time, and the embodied energy would have gone into your body. So it's all of that, but with the DNA. So as you eat something, you're changing. Well, maybe just like it, it adds. Well, let's say you're eating a big bowl of like, you know, grapes or something like that, right? Big bowl of and what? Then, and this, a big bowl of grapes. Grapes, of course. Grapes. Okay. So, and then this would be, there's two little mouths. There's a mouth on each shoulder. <laughs> little ones. Right. And you feed it there. And then it takes the DNA from the grapes and it, it just adds it on to the end of your, your DNA strands. So you don't you're not losing any stuff. Mm. You're gaining new stuff, and then suddenly you start growing vines, and maybe you can control the vines with your mind. Well, I mean, maybe, but maybe not. Right? Maybe. We don't really know what's going to happen. Um, well, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now um, you've got it on. You say you've got a little mouth on each shoulder, right? So what I like to think is that you put a great put yeah. put a couple of grapes in one shoulder, right? That adds the grapes onto your DNA, right? But then yeah. you think you've got too much grape DNA, you start popping them into the other shoulder, and that takes that d- that yeah. off your DNA, like by the by the oh. amount. So you say, you know, six grapes in, oh, too much. Take off two and a half grapes. There we go. That's the perfect yeah. amount of grape DNA. Yeah. Well, I it could also be that, or it could be that like the DNA gets attached with like a kind of like a like a trailer hitch. You know. Mm, yeah. It's. You know, it gets attached. It's attached, but then, if you shake yourself really hard, <laughs> that bond can be broken. Mm-hmm. So let's say you you spend all night you're just smashing grapes, mm-hmm. yeah, right? and then suddenly you you get really viney. You wake up in the you morning, get, you are so viney. Big night on the grapes. You're you know you're um you've you've got you know things of grapes growing on you you've got a Flesh you've got a real in the morning you've got a real bad hangover and by a hangover either i mean the thing that is hanging over you is a beautiful canopy of grapes like one that's of those right. like a, right. like a mediterranean gentleman's um uh, veranda that's what you look right. like but 
Exactly. Yeah. You're like and, an, an Italian you... immigrant's um, porch. <laughs> yeah. I guess actually Indiana's parents' backyard uh, porch kind of has these grapevines over the you know yeah I'm over the it. top there, and so you can. There is a season there in which you can just be eating grapes yeah. straight. You could probably walk and not even have to tilt your head up and you could be eating grapes Great. They without just... even slowing down. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then you get to experience what it's like to be part person, part grapes. Mm. Mm. And then if you're like, oh, actually, I'm sick of this or I've gone too far, you just get somebody who you know to just shake you. And that will loosen up that trailer hitch bond mm. and that will fall off and then the grapes will eventually just get processed. The, the grapes will eventually wither and die. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, branches the will, will curl yeah. up and fall off your body and you'll have yeah. these sort of like exposed sort of vine stumps that will eventually heal over with scar tissue. Yeah, there'll be a lot of like, yeah, there'll be like a lot, a lot of open wounds yeah. where that wood was kind there'll of. Be, there'll be sorts of, kind of sorts of all sorts of funguses and that sort of thing starting to grow on the decaying, um, yeah. plant matter. But eventually, you know, after years of make, rehabilitation, you, can... you will be able to re-enter <laughs> society and start yeah. eating once again. Starting this time, try dates. <laughs> this time, try. And then you start, you start green this grapes. Kind of palm tree trunk. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Alistair. It, it's a sketch idea. It's a sketch idea, Alistair. It's a new type of eating where the DNA of the thing that you're eating goes on to your DNA with a trailer hitch. <laughs> Finally, a classic sketch idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's gonna be a snap. Now it's gonna be a snappy package. Now we're going back to basics. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of back to basics, Alistair, before the podcast, we did. <laughs> what? How did you? I had to learn you... to walk again after my big diarrhea yesterday. <laughs> well, how did you explain being constipated? You don't, Sorry. You, how did you explain being constipated? You said it was a period of being a a butthole. Oh, oh. what was it? No, a wink. Uh, uh, yeah, a long anal wink. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry, a long anal wink. Sorry, I'm just, I'm feeling a bit unsettled. I'm going through a long anal wink. <laughs> Um. Now, what that is, is it's a euphemism that sounds a lot worse than the original thing. And yeah. I think that's uh I think that's exciting. It's uh yeah. um. it you know, cuz constipation, you know, it's a very medical term. I don't know, never understood it people talk about being regular, right? Being regular. Yeah. It seems to be you know, a thing for the elderly. Is that right? That like once you get older, think... you get very concerned with being regular. And it never occurred to me that regular, um, I'd always assumed that it, it, me- it referred to specific to regularity, right? This was for people who just wanted things to happen at a specific time of day, every day. And I was like, geez, yeah. that's specific. I mean, 
who's who really wants who really is wants that? But it just means it means regular like, look, at least it's happening, you know. Yeah, I think some people do aim for it to be around the same time. They aim for that. I think so. I think people. People. I mean, I don't think it's just my lifestyle is can make it work. I don't think I have. I eat a consistently mm. well enough um, at regular times. Or I, I think I spend too much money on takeaway for the for it to, for it to ever be possible <laughs> for, for me to be regular or live to beyond sixty. <laughs> it's an impossible dream at this point. Um, yeah, I know. You know, my my kid asked me not that long ago. He go. Uh, they went, uh, hey, in 2028, did I tell you this already? Maybe I was no, sorry. Know. You see, I said, in, in 2028, are you and mom going to still be alive? Can I, in 2028? Yeah. Are you and mom going to still be alive? <laughs> 2028. Why are, you book, why are you booking a trip? Or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> that's only that's only seven years. <laughs> They're like, so how old do you think you'll die? And I go, oh, hopefully in another fifty years or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can put that to the back of the mind. Yeah. Ah, oh, great. Thank you. I'll try and chill out about it. Hopefully, at a time where you know. Where we started to be a burden, and afterwards you can say, honestly, it's a bit of a relief. You know, that's the best gift you can give your kids. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, people talk about like having kids so that they somebody takes you know they got somebody to take care of you when you're old. You know, I don't want my kids to have to take care of me when I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It must be a transaction. I want your somebody. kids to have to take care of me when I'm old. Yeah, somebody else's kids. Oh, but you know, like, kids, I don't know. Who's going to do, like, I've never done a good job of ever, anything. I want to pay somebody who's, <laughs> and that's the influence I'm giving on my kids. So I need, I need somebody who is like, you know, top of their class, but couldn't <laughs> quite, you know, but couldn't quite, um, I don't know. They They ended up having a kid or something like that and then went into nursing as a passion. <laughs> I mean, really, if we want people to look after us when we're old, what we as a generation need to do is start gaslighting our kids and all the ones who are really conscientious, hard workers, you know. Um I guess I I guess I'm on the on the I'm on a track towards saying something that I don't mean and don't believe about caring professions. Yeah. So I'm actually going to stop so stop this line of discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I actually think the people who do that probably are exactly all the things that I'm talking about and already. Yeah. And so I yeah. We could stop that. Really what we need is It is actually Really what we need is robots. Robots and I think that the robots that eventually do take care of our elderly. At the moment we're building them to sort of look like humanoids. Right, and yeah. but the way that technology pans out is never the way that you'd expect, and I think ultimately the the kind of robots that will be successfully able to take care of the elderly, and this isn't 
Yeah. This isn't pleasant, right? But this is what they're going to look we'll like. Like forklifts. <laughs> well, I was going to say something worse. I mean, probably forklifts, right? And we'll just shuffle. They'll probably like what? I was yeah no, but you're probably right. Probably like forklifts. I was going to say they're going to sort of look like a tray full of ooze, right? It's going to be a tray full of ooze, and the ooze is going to be sort of disinfectant ooze that a person can basically just lie in, and it's fine, and you can just like a pick a tub that is self-driving. Yeah, it's a self-driving tub of ooze, and it's going to have tentacles right like big black tentacles right and it'll drive up next to a bed and the tentacles will worm their way out now they'll be covered in the ooze as well which makes it easy for them to slide under the elderly person on the bed and then it sort of wraps them up like an octopus and then rolls them down into the ooze and they lie there in the ooze and it's rolls them around in the ooze to clean them off and sometimes it drives them to a different location and then it rolls them back up out of the ooze onto a on or you know holds them up in the air onto something that sort of sprays them clean and 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 <laughs> and dries them off and then it you know rolls them back and rolls them back out onto the bed again but it's much more likely going to be something like that than it is a big friendly warm embracing thing so you know because because this is just going to be what the mathematics of massive age care in the future demands i think as long as the tentacles are warm i think it's fine i'm afraid the tentacles aren't warm (laughs) they're they're like they are they are exactly the same temperature as the icy hand of death don't ask me how (laughs) we found out that exact temperature but that's just what the dictates of the market ended uh, up with. I mean, it's a coincidence. This, it's a coincidence, but that's where it ended up. It's it's a trade show for. <laughs> it's a trade show for, yeah. for you know, uh, aged care <laughs> bots. And these are the ones that aids, I'm. You know, yeah. these are the ones that you know should be around when I'm old now. Now this is nice. This is yeah. nice. I mean, it's it's better. You know, look. It's not as ready to go hit, hit the uh, the nursing home floors as the forklift over there. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's got all the lifting and the you know. Obviously, it's like you know it can do. It probably you can probably f- put food on the end of a forklift and drive it towards the mouth and go. Here comes the airplane. Well, I mean, there'll be it'll be di- just forklifts of different sizes. I imagine there'll be small forklifts that go on the tables that mm-hmm. drive around spearing pieces of sausage and lifting them up to mouth height and then driving them (laughs) into the mouths and then there'll be other ones um yeah for for picking them up off the beds and that sort of thing and there'll just be forklift after forklift driving around emitting diesel fumes oh yeah they're all still diesel powered and that's it man fork what was that so I'm just writing things down. I think technically oh, I we have said... one, two, three, four, five. We technically have five sketch ideas, Andy. Alistair, I'm so, excited. What do you think we should go to three words from a listener? It's the first I've heard of it, but I'm willing to give it a go. Well, Andy, I should allow me to educate you, but there is this thing called words, and they are symbols mm. that represent <laughs> meanings, which is kind of meaning is kind of a... Oh, it's. I mean, it's hard if you don't know what meaning is. Uh, but it's 
I guess it's a description. Of <laughs> you are trying to you trying to explain what meaning means. Yeah, it's well, a, you did a great job. Yeah, you did a great job. A description of intention. I'm really proud of you. Of purpose. Um. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, the three words from a listener is today from Bosco Bartolomo. Bosco that's, Bartolomo. That's the that's the listener, not the words. No, but Bosco. Bosco, thank Bosco you. Bosco is a fantastic name. Absolutely. And it let me tell you, it just gets better from there. Bartolomo? Yeah. That you does, kidding me? It does remind me of a type of wine or something like that. A very a very um tanniny kind of wine that you could lay down for seventy five years. Oh, I'll pick you up the 24 Bosco Bartolomo. Yeah, <laughs> the 24. <laughs> like, I guess, 1924? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that is that exactly <clears throat> 75 years ago? No. I wasn't sure if you did all the maths, because it sounds like it would be beyond its peak. Then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, that's the thing about the Bartolomo, it gets a second wind. That's true. Oh, it's got a it second comes back wind. Around. It actually got yeah. some of its tenons back. <laughs> we laid it down longer, and the tenons came back. The tenons came back. Um, they always come back. Apparently, that's the thing. That's the thing that lets you know that a wine can last longer. If it's very tanniny, they consider it quite green, and so then you can lay it down for a long time. But then eventually, all that goes away, and so then most of the body of it is gone. Anyway. Um, Mm. Three words. You want to try and guess what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, first word is Python. No, Andy. No, not even in the same category of words. It's un- uh, oh un- no, <laughs> unanswered. Unanswered. Yeah. Voicemail. Voicemail. Second word is voicemail. No, you were close to the first with your first word. The second one is Godzilla. <laughs> okay. Unanswered, Godzilla. Last word is text. Text? No, Andy. Motorbike. Unanswered, Godzilla motorbike. You know what I love about this? What? There's no, there's no pattern. There's no way I could have guessed that. Yeah, I know. Pl- it's because you, you've been fucked with me. for so for so long. Yeah. You now think that there's intention, but you know, somebody sometimes, some people just send in three random words. The- the purity of the three words. Yeah. Love it. Um, I mean, Godzilla on a motor- motorbike is a terrific concept to just rest your mind on for a moment, isn't it? Something that you wouldn't actually, you know, maybe the military having figured out how to maybe defeat regular Godzilla. <laughs> do, you, what do, you think, do you think that there are there are scenarios that they run? Yeah. We are currently in a Godzilla on a motorbike well, scenario. Think, think that they we just... are at the Joint Pacific Naval Games, and we are this year we are trialling a Godzilla on a motorbike um, scenario. We are working with our Pacific neighbours and our friends from the north and um, working on how we would counter an, uh, uh, an amphibious attack 
from a giant sea monster riding on a two-wheeled motor- motorised vehicle. But think about this, though. Think about this. You actually are the military. You've been fighting Godzilla for the last week, right? You've thrown <laughs> everything at him, okay? And then you've and finally then- figured out this particular type of bomb that that does actually affect him and he doesn't, like, you know, because he's already nuclear or something like that, isn't he? So yeah. I don't know. Or or it's like something that freezes him or something like that, you know, something that, that yep. removes his source of power. And mm. then as you're about to launch, you know, the major, you know, attack, you go, wait, what's he doing? And he's walking, he walks into a huge shed. <laughs> Why go, didn't we see that shed before? What's he doing in there? <laughs> Like that, and then you see the front gate, the front door of it come up. This is, you know, he went in through the the side door, but then the the roller door hear, opens up. You hear the rev. You go. Oh Whoa, no! He's got it's a big shed. He's got a decent run up. Oh yeah, he yeah. he came out in that point. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh no! He's got a motorbike. And so this bomb that defeats Godzilla that we've discovered, it doesn't have any effect on him if he's riding a motorbike. Wow, that's the... Yeah. the our modelling has shown this is the one situation in which we can't... <laughs> the oh. bomb won't, won't be effective, but fingers crossed that doesn't arise. Oh, well, we know, think we've covered every eventuality. It might this have been bomb that like, has a, this bomb doesn't work if there's a little bit of wind on it or something like that. You this, know? this bomb... Uh, I've got good news. The uh, we've done all our modelling, and this bomb has a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance of success. Right, and what is that zero point zero zero one percent chance where it doesn't work? Oh, I mean that's nothing. That's we just put that in there for the validity of the model. It's 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 a negligible chance. Yeah, but we just like to know what is the scenario in which you, that's if he gets on a motorbike. <laughs> if he has some that's kind the of only... big shed, and inside is a motorbike that. Have, he, he sort of comes out on the motorbike. Now he does have revving a, the motorbike and, and doing wheelies, <laughs> riding around us, sort of making a mockery of us. Um, now he does have a big shed, but I mean that motor. He, 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 he bought that motorbike years ago. That's in there, and he said he was going to fix it up, and actually he never did. So that's why it's such a small percentage chance that he. Yeah, but he certainly, even if he does get on the thing, he's not going to ride around and mock us. <laughs> he might probably, I mean, he can't do wheelies on that thing. Surely not. Surely not. I mean, although his tail, I mean, his tail would probably make him fall all the way onto his back. And then you see the 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 uh, the major general there, his cigar falls from his lips as he watches Godzilla <laughs> wheeling towards him. He says... May God have mercy on our souls. <laughs> and that's and that's the end. That's the end of the film. That's right. We don't even and need we, to. And then titles up. come up. Godzilla will be back in Godzilla on a motorbike too. Also, this was called Godzilla on a motorbike, so we knew the, <laughs> that how the movie was going to end. Motorbike. Godzilla yeah, on a motorbike. Right. <laughs> It's Chekhov's gun. Everyone is here watching when's Godzilla going to get on that motorbike. How's, how's Godzilla on a motorbike going to get out of this scenario? <laughs> we 
even come up with an idea? Is there an even an idea in this? <laughs> I know we have just basically restated the words. We don't have an answer for this. Mm. That's the unanswered no, bit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that, Alistair. Yeah, me too. As a, <laughs> as a film, even just as a pitch for a film. Some things are better off just as a pitch. Yeah, but you know what? You, If you are pitching a, a movie that you want to get made, you may as mm. well have one in there that you don't want to make. <laughs> That's it to help. You know, like, let's say you got to pitch three. They go, yeah, come and pitch. You know, Don't come in to have a meeting for just one film. Pitch three, right? And so you pitch... You pitch the one you really want to make, and then you pitch two garbage ideas. Like that. Mm. They're not mm. going to make this, but then, and then, the, but then the, of course, the executive goes, "Yeah, I love that Godzilla on a motorbike one." <laughs> <laughs> and the director who came in pitching this was some super art house director as well. <laughs> this is now who's the most sort of highly regarded art, art house director who it would be funny to see like a, them like a forced. Lars von Trier it's this is Lars von Trier's Godzilla on a motorbike this is oh who's that other guy ah mm. uh, look I'm probably just thinking of Lars von Trier again yeah him again yeah no that was actually that is Great. good it's actually probably better the second time <laughs> Gus Van Sant was another guy yeah. with three <laughs> names yeah or who's that Mike that Mike Lee? Mike Lee, who makes like quite sad movies. Mm, Mike Lee. Sure. Um, oh, wait, wait. Who's the lady who just recently made Jim a... Jarmusch. Jane, Jane Campions. Jane Campions. <laughs> Godzilla on a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's amazing also that she didn't have the option to not make the film. It was one of those binding pitch meetings oh, that no, she went my into. contract. I have to make whatever I ha- it is. I have to make one of these films. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Anyway, let's. I'll read you through the sketch ideas. We've got the diarrhea pill for some time to yourself. This is a for parents, and it's called uh, Diarrhea. What was it? Clear my diarrhea. Yeah, clear my diarrhea. That's very good. Yeah. Um. Then it's a day day on day off marriage monogamy system for mm. for the marriage that has no communication that mm. is looking for another way to fix the, the happiness of the two people in the, in the marriage. <laughs> that's looking for another way to fix it that doesn't involve getting any communication. <laughs> and then we got the universal problemeter. It's a test. Uh, I like that. that. No, just to go back to that relationship thing. It's like you go into the meeting uh, with the marriage counselor, and somebody says, "Now this is this is you're you're not communicating." And they're like, "Yeah, we know. We've got to learn to communicate." And they're like, "No, that's that's the thing that you guys do. You don't communicate. You could turn that into to a strength. Who else doesn't communicate? <laughs> you know, hotel employees and their patrons." Say that again. Say that Let's last build bit. the relationship around your lack of communication. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like the problem is trying to change who you are. That's not why you got into this relationship. Well, Susan, that's 
why you got into this relationship. Did you? <laughs> don't forget. I don't know. Um, that wasn't good. Um, so you got universal <laughs> problemator test uh, daily temp of celebs. Uh, you know, I can't remember what the last thing I was trying to write there, but and there's a new type of. Uh oh. Oh, new type of eating where the DNA mm. is added to yours. Great. <laughs> then we got future bots for aged care. It's a trade show. It's got the ooze tub with the tentacles and the forklifts. Mm. And then we've yep. got Godzilla on a motorbike, the movie. <laughs> One and two. I love that it's directed by Jane Campion. That's really, really got me over the line. Jane Campions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Godzilla on a motorbike too. He's still he's popping wheelies now. <laughs> All right, are we getting out of here, Al? Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Tank. We like that you did that thing to us. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm a stupid old Andy. And I'm uh, Alistair TB. You can find me at A Trombley Virtual on Instagram. You can find us at Two and Tank on Twitter and Instagram, and probably maybe even on Facebook. I'm not sure. And uh, you know what? You can always download Magma if you want to. You can, you know, you can do nothing. The fact that you've listened is so much already. Thank you so much. That's live, right. Live a good uh, life. Have a great Christmas. Yeah. Have a wonderful festive season. And all the other, um, you know, have a good. Hanukkah. Do people still celebrate Hanukkah? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. I don't know the details. I don't know when that is. And, but I think it's I think the, it's all good stuff. And it's this all one good stuff. I only know from the Simpsons. I don't know if it's real, but also have a happy Kwanzaa. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. You think that's I real? Think that's the thing. Yeah? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's as real as any of them. Yeah. Well, okay, great. Um <laughs> So and take care and see you later and take we care. we love you you bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.